makes him look stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and some of the Herring's coming off a highlight. I mean, you're like, right now, Jamel Herring made himself probably more remarkable than he's been in the minute. And, and, Herring was, and, and Herring was coming off a bad fight to produce what he did with Carl Frampton. Yeah, people know. were saying it was over for him or he should retire. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he put it there. So, it's like... I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. Shakur is next or whatever. Yeah, I think I, I think it's gonna be Herring uh, Valdez. I, I can't see them doing. And then Shakur gets the winner. So it's, it's, yeah, the thing is, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's got to convince the WBO to not like take his else. The WBO is gonna strip him and Stevenson and Shakur is gonna be the new 130 champion. I mean, unification. They might if they want to go the unification. Like unification trumps mandatory. If they want to like try try to get that before before WBO orders it, I don't know. The thing is, I think they, they already did order it. That's wait, the did, wait, hold on. Did, did they already order it? Because I yeah. wasn't sure if they did. Yeah, because because that's the reason why we have it. Because the Stevenson Nakatia was for the interim title, so they were supposed to. I mean, WBO doesn't order interims unless something is supposed to be in place. And I think at the time, I don't think, I mean, I mean, Jamel Herring didn't make a decision yet because I know Jamel Herring wanted to fight Oscar Valdez. He wanted to unify. He wanted, because that was a big fight. Both of them came up with big wins. So, I mean, it make, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. Well, I, mean, I mean, the last thing I remember was, I mean, I remember, um, did it, the WBO give Herring a deadline, like to make a mandatory defense, and then after that, something about like then they would order it. So they, I mean, it's been it's been over thirty days. Well, but... the, thing, the thing is, though, Shakur was the mandatory. Shakur was the number one, and, and that's and that's the thing. So I'm not sure what's going on with them, but I, I I'm sure something has to be some some decision has to be made by Jamal Herring soon. I mean, Harry said Harry's on record of saying he 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 vacate the WBO to fight Valdez. Yeah, I'm sure, and, and which would suck for you know division wise, unification wise. If you're if you're a unification head, it kind of sucks that you know that ha- you know that would happen. But you want to be surprising? It wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, WBO be, is basically Tom Brakes going. <laughs> You know, how many times the champion, you know, it's vacant WBL. Right. Know. And then, well, like I said, in this case, because Shakur won the interim belt, he's, he's, he'll just be, he'll, he'll, he'll be the full champion. Upgrade yeah. to mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Upgrade to regular yeah. yeah. And then Jamel Herring won't have oh, to Oh, something doesn't sit right with me when the W, like, the cheering the WBO do that. Well, interim, like, we already have the, the, the other, uh, you know, organizations for that interim bullshit. We don't need the WBO to do it, too. No, but the thing is, though, WBO and IBF uses it less. IBF, I mean, they don't fall around with the IBF. The interims, like, they, they'll get rid of them. But WBO, when they do it, it's usually pretty brief. So I don't, I don't ever, I don't ever, because like, there's no one walking around 
you know, as a long-term WBO interim champion. Like, there's no. Oh, 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 you mean like some WBC where motherfuckers are interim champions for two years? Like, yeah, exactly. Or, or WBA where the guys are regular champion and then. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, no, those just be those just be regular. Those just be regular champions. Yeah. Uh, the gold champion afterwards. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. So that's that's why I don't fault the, the WBO because like, like, for the most part they do enforce their rules for better or for worse and. The interim belts, like let's say, you know, they actually use them the way you're supposed to use them. So I, do, I don't know, but I, but yeah, it, it's like it's a, it's a pretty much just round robin between them. So we don't know who's who's going to be next. If it's going to be Shakur and Heron or Shakur Valdez or Valdez Heron, we don't know who's actually going to be next. You know, at this point, but it, it, but in terms of trying to sell the fight, I mean, hopefully whoever is next, well, hopefully Shakur will actually you know rise to the level. You know, we'll be able to up his up his performance, you know, up his game a little bit. And so, you know, because like I said, I mean, you know, fan, I mean, I feel like I say, I mean, boxing is boxing, but boxing is also entertainment. You know, boxing is business. It, it, it's a lot of different things, and I don't, and I hate the business side of boxing, but sometimes I understand it. <laughs> I mean, I, no, no, nobody likes the actual business side of boxing, but it's just so prevalent you can't overlook it. Yeah, you have to, you have to talk. Yeah, yeah, you have to definitely discuss it. Right. And the thing with Shakur, I mean, you know, I have a friend who doesn't really watch boxing. He's from Jersey. I mean, Shakur is basically right now the the boxer of Jersey. So he does have, like, you know, a a following and fan base. But a few more performances like this, you know, I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I went to his fight in Newark, which is, by the way, Newark is an interesting city, man. It's it's You're being very nice by calling it an interesting city. Oh, God, I have so many other ways I can can describe it other than interesting. But I'll be nice tonight. I'll be very nice. Yeah, I put it which quite well, at the, the area around the Prudential is the Prudential Center is pretty. You know, I can I can walk around like I mean, there was no bullshit or whatever. Like the shit, like shit is very like I can walk. I was walking around there at night with, with with a fucking laptop and all types of shit on me, and I was cool. You know, but uh, where I stayed, you know, was another thing. It was not in a nice. It was it was a, it was a diamond in a rough ass area. Yeah, yeah it, you know, yeah. You know, and one of the things like it, it was because of that trip, my lady actually bought me one of those uh, those alarms where you pull the keychain and it lets off like a piercing, shrieking type of noise. Oh, <laughs> because 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 I, after I told her some of the stories of people how how certain people are approaching me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Newark Newark is a Newark is an interesting city, man. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, I learned, you know, for the next time, if I go there, that if I go to Prudential Center, that I need to find a hotel within the vicinity and stay. Yeah, no, the- they have nicer spots by the Prudential. You just chose to pick a hole in the wall, probably. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really did. Because in front of it was next to a che- it was next to a checkers, too. Like, it was a walking distance. So, like, honestly, it wasn't that bad. You know, like I mean, the area. I mean, it was grimy, but it wasn't like that, that was like me when when um uh, in like three years ago, my ex her graduation was at the Prudential. Or four years ago, my ex's graduation was at the Prudential Center, and like I I parked like literally like fifteen minutes from Prudential Center, and I was like, why did I park here? I, I better hold my cars here when I get back. 
because <laughs> I, like, I should have just parked closer. Yeah, it was one of those one of those moments. I I chose to be to be a crowd to be uh, risking risking my car and my life. So yeah, yeah just like I, I I told myself, and luckily I got some advice. Like I actually took their light rail, which by the way, New York has a lot of grimy things, but their light rail is like state of the art. Like that shit is that shit runs. Like that shit that shit is clean too. You know, and they told me like, yeah, you know, you can take the light rail, but you might not want to take that shit back. <laughs> and I, I hated the advice. I, I, I peeped game on that one. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, the light rail at night is kind of grimy. <laughs> I already I already saw, you know. But yeah, New York, New York's interesting, and I saw the impact. You know, like they, they was going crazy for Shakur, like. You know, even then, I mean, you know, like there was a whole crowd. Like they showed out for him too, and especially at his after at his after fight party, which unfortunately I couldn't get in because they were filled to capacity um, at that time. Um, but um, yeah, Newark Newark is behind Shakur, man. Like, like he like he's a, he's a hometown hero, and that's yeah. why you, like, that's why you you don't you don't want to see. Basically, you don't want to see anything try to jeopardize that where his promoter might decide to spill some sort of way and, you know, might decide to, like, sabotage it. It's happened before and it can happen again. You don't want to give Bob a reason to, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we thought he was going to do it to Teofimo, but, um, you know, good thing it didn't, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it was pretty close because... I, I think that, I mean, like I said... I, Shakur will get his chances, and if he if he throws if he if he continues to drop eggs on you know on a big on the big stage, okay, yeah, it's not going to be good from here. But you know he's he got, he's got some stuff to work on. He does, you know, and you know, and and like I said, I mean, it, all all this is really is a is a is a is a tweak, man. Like that's that's all it is, man. It's just a tweak. You know, like he's a he's a damn good fighter. I've seen him live. Like every time I saw him live, he scored knockouts. So, <laughs> so it's all it's just, yeah. It's just funny now that he's always made his end spot, and he's kind of getting these duds and criticism now. It kind of sucks, but you know. Yeah, you know, but like I said, that, that's this. This is the funniest thing. With, like with that, because for both Shakur and Haney, like I've not not in person, but I've seen, I've watched enough, that I've seen them body cats. So it's like. Why can't they do this more often? Yeah. Yeah. Not the main eventers and, like, you know, have the next acclimation, you know, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and like, like I said, I mean, I, 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 I do feel that both of them will, will I mean, it'll, it'll click. I mean, I think, I mean, I think Haney's been trying to make it click, you know, and I think he might do it. But I think Shakur, I think, needs some little work to make it click, you know, so, I mean, you know, and it's like, and I mean, we've, and it, it's just, it's just tough because we have so many young, skilled fighters, and it's, it's not just Shakur. So it's yeah. like, if, if Shakur does it, like that's the thing, we've got so many options now. So people aren't gonna wait for Shakur to just, you know, show and prove if he's not, gonna, if he's gonna take his time to do it. We've got a million other young guys, you know, coming up that around in or around that weight division that. 
oh, you know, we're just going to turn our attention somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, in, in his own division, you got a guy in Chris Colbert who Colbert showed that he's got the goods and he's entertaining and he's skilled. He might not be skilled for skill, you know, as good as Shakur, but he's very skilled and he's entertaining. He fights within the pocket. Like, he's, and he's, he's good. Switch his gears. He's not in cruise control. You know, he don't, he don't just stay in his own little, you know, bubble lane, you know. So he, he if, if, if Shakur fought like Colbert, oh, nobody would have anything bad to say about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and you're right about the two. Like, there are other fighters, too, that have, that have made a mark. Like, we have Stephen Fulton, you know, pretty much who beat an opponent on his own with his with his own opponent's game. Like, and that shit was impressive. We have Risa Lean, who fucking lit that shit up, like, his last time out against a really good prospect himself. So, like, you know, we have Castillo Clayton, you know, I mean, who's as slick as they come at, at welterweight. I mean, who was unlucky enough to get a draw in a fight that we pretty much thought he won. Yeah, bullshit draw. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely, there's a whole bunch of enterprises. And then, like I said, like P said, like, you don't want, because if they're actually, if they're putting in the work and they're actually bodying these cats or they're really putting the hurt on these cats, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, I mean, obviously, clearly, the attention is going to come off Shakur. In, oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. So, it's, so, it's, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I mean it's, it, just, it's just, it just sucks because, you know what I'm saying, now you have the elephant in the room as well of the, well, you know, you know, young black fighters and can't be slick and can't be like, because they have to, it's just, I get it, but oh my god! And every every time we, every time Shakur and Haney have these performances, we gotta hear about this. And it's like I don't even think that applies to Shakur because Shakur is still very, very well liked, treated very well within the media, and like they they're still like they're not down on him. Then like I don't know, so I don't even think that applies to Shakur. Right? You know, you're absolutely right. It, it really doesn't, you know. But you know, but it's, I think it's just more like yeah, he's had he's had, he's had a couple of performances that are clearly that we that are not up to par considering we know his talent, you know. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's criticism, and hopefully, I, I hopefully, Shakur takes the constructive criticism, not just like the silly criticism. I mean, he yeah. said it. He he said it. I've got to do better. I think he knows deep down he's got to perform better. So it is what it is. You know, and it's not like he has. Like he's got that much, you know, to improve on. That like he needs a lot of work. You know, it's just a little bit here and there. Just fi- like honestly, he's got like compare him to a guy like Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is more exciting to watch, but like you know, skill wise and like work wise, he's still a working way more work in progress than a guy like Shakur. Absolutely. But I mean, a guy like Tank and um, Tio, which. Technically, they may not be sound defensively like those two. They're getting guys bodied and, you know, making names for their... I mean, those are guys that are the peers. I mean, you know, the four, quote-unquote, court jesters. Four, <laughs> court jesters. Then, oh, you know, God. <laughs> I just finished that Showtime documentary recommended, but, you know... Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, we all know how Pat hates the, the new Four Kings uh, tagline. For the, yeah, for the new... <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, I, and for the sake of this, I, I will not go into any rants on that because, like I said, the the so-called you know the four court jesters are doing their they have their own issues. Every single one of them have their own issues right now going on, which is funny. 
But um, but yeah. But other other than that, like, like I said, I mean, before we you know before we uh, shut down, you know, I definitely gotta give a, a, a shout out to Jose Pedraza who on the co-main, who Jose Pedraza pretty much did what I thought maybe Shakur Stevenson would do. <laughs> how, many, how many lives does this dude have, by the way, Pedraza? Yeah, yeah, it seems man, like, like you would have thought he would have been out the paint already because no. he's been through some ups, some it's downs, down. some bad it's fights, it's some it's fights it's where he got beat the shit out of like, you would have thought he'd be you would have thought he'd be a jobber to like a, a, a gatekeeper now but he's still going strong they tried yeah, they turned to a hometown 16 16 no guy but he took another like two zeros in a row so i mean his second act's impressive and he probably got another big fight in him yeah <laughs> like i mean it, uh, clearly pedrazo wants that third division title because you know he, he's held belts at 130 and 135 he, he he really wants that 140 belt and he did it impressively against one of the top ranked prospects, uh, Julian Rodriguez, who's twenty one and zero with who was twenty one and zero fourteen knockouts. And Rodriguez actually blew weight, which was another thing. Yeah, that that, that, that was terrible. I, I, I hate seeing that. Right. Blow weight, then get your ass beat. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm thinking to myself, oh yeah, this is gonna go the distance. But Pedraza treated him like it was nothing. Like I mean, he like he his he had both his eyes swollen. Although one of his eyes went because because it, it was dumb, you know. But the other eye was swelled from legit punches. <laughs> yeah, Pedraza showed why he's a world class two division champion, you know. Whereas the other guy yeah. showed that that zero didn't really mean too much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, yeah, and uh, and like I said, Pedraza is not a big puncher like that. But just to see him actually. Like almost nonchalantly break that break the younger heavier fighter down. Yeah, and and, ha- and like had him like you know pretty much putting on the stool because you know because of because the injuries died. Like I-, I couldn't help but be impressed. Like dude, you know dude dude is dude is a quality operator at 140, and I was impressed by- and I was super impressed by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to think to think this to think this was the same guy that five years ago had a snooze fest with Edna Cherry that everybody thought he lost. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, nine lives. I mean, I, hell, I mean, I've seen, I think, I've seen Jose Pedraza live too. I think because he, he beat down one of the Smith brothers. I think it was Steven. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. Oh, go ahead, sir. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he beat, he beat down one of the, uh, one of the Smith brothers, Steven Smith, by, by decision too. So yeah, like, yeah, nine, like, nine lives indeed. Like, dude, dude keeps extending his 15 minutes. It soon it might extend it to like an hour the way he's going. <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely see him. With, you know how 140 seems to have a stranglehold on all the 140 belts. Um, I'm sorry, top rank has all the a hold on 140 belts. I could definitely see him. You know, getting a potentially the one one last title shot at 140 or something down the line. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think right now I think a lot of the I think pretty much the whole 140 contingent is pretty much waiting now to see what's going to go on with Justin. Now, Justin Taylor, obviously he has he's he's gonna, he's going to face Jack Catterall. He's going to because because a Catterall actually stepped aside. Legitimately mm. so the so the so the belt could be unified, and yeah, then yeah. and then um, and he and Josh Taylor was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a man of my word. I'm gonna give him a shot. But then after that, it's gonna be seen whether or not he's gonna keep all those belts. And, you know, what I wanted to want to see actually. Sorry, Zapata versus Pedraza would be a good fight. Oh yeah, it, it, that'd it, be a def- good fight. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, Pedraza 2, yeah. Zapata versus Pedraza 2. Oh, yeah, that'd be the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause the first yeah, one... I mean, I mean, I don't know if I want to see Zapata versus Pedraza in Zapata's current condition. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, Zapata needs Zapata needs to get to get something together. Like I don't know. He, I mean, that, that might be too much of a, too much for him right now. Too much too soon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'll say that he maybe he had a night. I mean, he had a you know he had a just a, a night off or whatever. I mean, it was Hank Lundy. He couldn't really get up for that, you know. And you know, he he did come off an incredibly violent fight. So I'll, I'll give him a pass for that fight. But yeah, that can't really happen again. <laughs> If he, if he, you know, because I mean, he has, a, he has a ranking right now. He has a, he's, he's number one for the WBC. So yeah, that cannot ha- ever happen. Again. That fight can't happen again twice. That type of fight. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah. Pedraza, I, I definitely got salute. I mean, dude is still an operator there. But other than that, I mean, those, I mean, other than that, like it wasn't like it wasn't like I said, it wasn't a whole lot of notable shit going on in the car. Like the prelim undercar was pretty mid as it was. So. It wasn't anything crazy, so yeah, it was just it, it basically it was just what you call an appetizer, you know, for um, you know for this you know coming weekend where there's gonna be a shitload of boxing and of course LB will be back with us to recap you know recap all these cards. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, stop here for today. Before we go, you know, obviously get some final thoughts. Uh, Pilot, you have any final thoughts? Uh, uh sucks uh, about the, the tail fight. Being yeah. With the COVID yeah, it does. At least we have another, you know, a few more options to watch. So it saves me a little bit of space on my TV for a split screen. So, um, you know what it is, Ring <laughs> Radio. Sorry, I was a little late, late, but glad I'm here and glad boxing is back in full effect for the summer and the rest of 2021. Hopefully. Yes, sir. Absolutely. P. I mean, you know what it is, Ring Gang Radio all day. You know where to find us at ringgangradio.com, YouTube, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, subscribe, like, follow, you know what it is. You know, um, just, you know, shout out to Teofimo, hold your head, hope, you know, hope, hope he succumbs to a full speedy recovery. You know, so it's unfortunate, you know, that it's had to happen like this, but, you know, hopefully he's, he's good. He's in good health. So we'll, we'll, we'll see it again in, in August, hopefully. Yeah, and and, and uh, I know definitely too because I mean, and I was just enlightened that Tiafimo has asthma, so asthma and COVID is not a good thing. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. But yeah, so yeah, so yeah, you up. yeah. So I mean, hopefully that he does recover because I mean, last because it would be unfortunate to see like maybe Tiafimo in a in a state a weakened state or a state like Hapavekin was in his last fight. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he's fully recovered, and you know, there's no lasting effects of COVID. You know, that sometimes will affect athletes, certain athletes, or what may have you. Yeah, yeah I know. One, I, I know one thing will probably affect. It'll affect that betting line. That's for damn sure. It's that betting line <laughs> is going to be a lot closer. I, I, yeah. I, I know it's going to be. Un, it's unfortunate, and I, and I hate saying that, but it's it's true. Absolutely true. Well, the silver lining in this is the one silver lining is that now um, uh, Bob has no excuse of you know not making uh, Haney fight next year because he not fight because Tanfield is not fighting again this year since he's fighting in August. They wanted to bring him back in in October. You know, because his, his wife is giving birth in November. It's like, oh, no, we can't make that fight because of all the contractual obligations. You know, well, that'll be solved by by September. And he's not fighting again. 
before in August. So next year, I want to see that Teofimo Haney fight. So no excuses. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that 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 needs to be the first. That needs to be the first pay per view. Like, I mean, like Devin Haney's not under a contract with Matchroom, although I think they were trying to work some shit out for a new con- for a new agreement. And Teofimo got a new deal. They're working it out, but he still has a little bit to go. I know it's because I heard it was, um, even though the contract expired, um, Hearn has 30 days to, to speak exclusively with, like, Haney has to speak exclusively with um, Hearn to negotiate a deal. And then after 30 days, if nothing, if nothing comes to fruition, then he can go get a deal with anywhere else. But Eddie has, uh, Eddie, you know, still has the option to match. I'm like, I didn't realize boxing had a franchise tag. <laughs> like a restricted free agency in NBA or some shit, right? Yeah, I mean that's why that's why you, you gotta read the contracts. <laughs> you got that's why you got to read the damn contracts. Yeah, you just never know what's on them, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, though it is. Yeah, it was definitely a you know it, it, it was definitely an unfortunate you know definitely an unfortunate event. And I know for everyone else, obviously that was on the card because they pushed back the whole card. And I mean, obviously the you know, but obviously it could be just the boxing god's way of telling us, you know what. It doesn't make no sense having five boxing cards for these guys to be watching, you know, because it, I mean, it, it, it's really too much. Like as, as, as much as hardcore boxing fans we are, five cards is a lot to the day. Yeah, yeah, we we had there was way too many. You know what that that frees up my schedule a little bit anyway because now I can even if I can't watch everything I can tape I can tape the rest of the of the fights I can tape the Showtime I can tape the ESPN. Right. So. And, 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 and of course, like, and luckily the zone fight, the zone card is actually starting early at um, at three thirty Eastern time for for pilot. I think it's like um, twelve twelve thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the the zone one? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I was like, that is perfect, you know, because that shit will be over before the other before the other cards start. And then, you know, like I said, and I don't this time at least I won't feel bad having two laptops and the TV going. <laughs> You know, say, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, it was just saying, and obviously, I mean, of course, the downside to that is the date that they moved it to is on the same date as Rigo versus Casemiro, which <laughs> just kind of sucks uh, because, uh, yeah, I mean, although Rigo Casemiro is a great fight on paper, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's it, if it's running against the trailer pay per view with all its fuckery, that might actually get it might outshine it a little bit. <laughs> so. But uh, obviously, I mean, we can watch. I mean, luckily for us, we can actually watch two cards, and you know, at the same time, and you know, it's not going to be a problem. So that doesn't, so that doesn't do anything. But other than that, you know, uh, yes, you know, like you know, follow us, you know, YouTube, Automatic, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, we're on everything, man. But definitely, especially, you know, follow the YouTube, you know, tell your friends about us, you know, so they can, you know, so they can get down and stuff, and we can all be friends. And then, oh yeah, you know the the gas face donkey of the of the day goes to Malik Scott. Uh, yeah, I, I have to mention this before we get up out of here. Malik Scott. Um, yes, I know that you know you're you're the trainer. I know you've never had this type of spotlight on you at, your, at any point in your career. I know it's a new thing for you to be front and center, you know, with all these cameras and shit on you. But bruh, like there wasn't time for you to get, you know, to catch foot and mouth disease, bruh. Like you didn't have to 
I understand that Deontay didn't really want to be talking and shit like that. He wanted to do what he was doing or whatever. But, bro, you got to think before you speak. Like, there was no reason for you to mention that Tyson Fury busted, busted your drum in sparring, bro. Like, there was no reason for that. And you got roasted by Fury viciously on top of that. Uh-huh. Congratulations. You played yourself, Malik Scott. <laughs> what, what, what did Malik Scott say? Because I didn't, I didn't watch that. that he, was, he, brought up, he brought up on his own, basically, that um how, like, they, they sparred, him and Fury sparred, and he busted his eardrums, and he came back the next day type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he basically set himself up for Fury to say, kind of funny, I, I, I busted Wilder's and your eardrums. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I think Malik Scott actually brought it up himself, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Oh, so, so you basically played yourself. What an idiot. What an idiot. Malik's got trying to try to play it off like Tyson did it, and but Tyson's like, no, you brought it up. Like you actually, you told us, you you told you 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 volunteered this information. So yeah, people complain about what the stuff that Wilder says, but every time Malik opens his mouth, it's even yeah worse. Yeah. Like he always says some dumb stuff. Yeah, and right now, and I'm I'm just, and right now, I'm restraining myself from actually really going in on Malik Scott because I want to see him actually see what he does with Wilder in this in this in this third fight. Now, if he fails, then I got then I got yeah, then I'm gonna I'm gonna unleash the flutes. I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna let loose, but I'm gonna let because I'm gonna let Malik do his thing, you know, because I he seemingly I mean he, he he is doing something with him during the videos we'll be putting out but I wanna see how it oper how it all goes down on the fight night before I decide to whether or not I wanna go in on him or not. But yeah, you know, he yeah. But P's right, yeah. And like dude every time he opens his mouth he does something he because he has all the touch on him now, he you know, he, he it, it, it's it, it, you just you just like scratch it and like this nigga, man. <laughs> yeah, he, people people complained about Banks, and they felt like he was too much in the cameras. The, uh, Malik makes Banks look tame, tame. Like, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've learned so many things about Malik Scott that I didn't I didn't care to learn. But I can't I can't fully. I think we should be a little at him just because Wilder had his headphones on, it wouldn't talk. To the milky ladies, so I'm not gonna. Give, I'll give him a little pass. No, but that wasn't that wasn't just because that. That's just Malik always yeah, yeah. like says stuff like that. Like he's like every time. I feel like every time he talks, it's something like that. So I'm not even gonna excuse the all oh, because well, Wilder was silent. No, he Malik just likes the attention. Like yeah, he does because he because he damn sure didn't get it during his career, or at least he didn't get the right attention. I'll say that the, the, the most attention he got was the phantom, was the so called phantom knockout. Like stop yeah. it, yeah, and that and that pretty much low key put an end to his career, even wow. though he fought on a little bit more. But um, and, and then the Luis Ortiz fight pretty much killed it. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about the Luis Ortiz fight, like. <laughs> Yeah. So, but but yeah, I, I I but I will hold my tongue on on Malik Scott until I until I see what until I see the finished product for the third fight though. But yeah, yeah, he yeah he played himself, you know, big time. So yeah, so for myself, you know, Pat Scorpio, the New England representative for King P, Bodega P, and for Conscious Pilot, you know, this has been another wonderful episode of Real Talk. Where as always, if shit's real, we talk about it. So until next time, peace. Yeah, Katie's going up. Yeah, yeah.